Hey, y'all. Welcome to uh, another episode of the Woods, Water, Mizzou podcast. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Cole. And just with me tonight is Case. What's up, hey, Case? Hey, y'all. I'm good, guys. Um, yeah, Skeeter's not with us. He uh, he put in, a, I guess, a hard day's work. Poor guy. Um, yeah, dude was running a jackhammer, breaking up concrete all day. Yeah, he's like almost a full body cramp right now. Right. So he's... Uh, and I mean, he's down in Arkansas, of course. It's it was gorgeous today here in Columbia. It was like eighty-five, no humidity, and I don't think that was the case down in uh, down in Arkansas. So I don't yeah. know, Skeeter. Maybe take that as a sign that you need to leave there. But um, anyway, yeah, we're coming to you. Um, it's not live on this episode tonight, but uh, we're it's game week, folks. Um, we're previewing. The South Dakota Coyotes, they are coming to town tomorrow night, and our boys take the field Thursday. Um, Case, do you got any uh, kind of, I guess, initial initial thoughts of, of South Dakota? I feel like we've been leading up to this moment for forever, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, it's first of all, so here's what here's my thing about this game is, first of all, about South Dakota, I know two things. I know they're from South Dakota. I know their colors are red and white. <laughs> that's about it <laughs> but um but you know when you get your yearly fcs team that you don't need to know too much more um but let's the, the big part is man we, we are finally going to come down uh and figure out this quarterback situation a little bit clearer you know yeah. that is what we have been talking about for seemingly forever you know i mean since what whenever the bowl game was um, since the bowl game yeah. yeah since what third week of december so We've been talking yeah. about, oh, is this, you know, is Brady going to leave? Is this just going to be Sam's going to take over now that he's going to year two? Who's going to be picked up in the transfer portal? And so we've been talking about this now for eight months. Um, yeah. And I'm, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm just ready to get there. Um, you and I both are going to be there Thursday night. Um, and yeah, I think we're, I think we're both pretty excited. So, um, I, I guess we can do, I'll leave it up to you. If you want to go and, you know, we can kind of go stab by stab. I feel like we did a little bit of that, um, a couple episodes ago, kind of previewing opponents or if we just kind of want to talk, make this a shorter episode and talk over expectations. Let's talk over expectations a little bit tonight. Let's really just talk about this opening night. Let's, uh, what we expect, what we hope to see, um, you know, all our ideas and maybe just the start of the season, you know, because yeah. I mean, that's that might be bigger than who we're playing is that football is finally here. We've got a home game. You know, we get a chance to watch a little football, whether it be at a at Faro with us or on TV, you know, yeah. so yeah, it's... Um, a lot of big changes this year at all. Though. I mean, uh, what we got the addition of all you can eat seats this year. We're going to finally test that out Thursday. Right. Yeah. All you can eat seats. I'm excited about lower... that concession stand prices we got uh yeah additional places to uh do the quick like grab and go kind of kind of meals um afro i did see i don't know if you saw it today um but folks are definitely going to see it especially if you enter on the east side of the stadium the uh those new graphics that are displayed uh underneath i believe it's each little ticket area but um those have been those have been there for a long time. Like I want to say around maybe 10 years or so. And those are finally getting replaced with the one, the one that I saw just had an M I Z on it. And then it showed the columns and Jesse in the background and the, 
yeah. was pretty was pretty sharp looking ordeal there. But lots it's, of lots of off field off season changes, I guess, to Mizzou um, by our queen. Does Ray Reed? I was going to say is uh, DRF is definitely putting her thumbprint on this program and everything around us. And I'm I love it. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if she wasn't, she wouldn't be doing her job. You know, so you know. And yeah, those banners were the banners were cool. The old ones were fine, except for the fact they were gold, and no colors are going to bleach more than gold and become right. like a like a faded mustard as opposed to the bright Mizzou gold it was supposed to be. So no, it's just little stuff like that. Next day looked better, you know. Yeah. Um, even like painting the seats in the or replacing the seats in the basketball arena, stuff like that is you know exactly. going to make things look great. Exactly. Um, oh, one thing before we get too in depth with the. Uh, with the in-game, you know, kind of preview and things like that. Um, I announced today on our Instagram that uh, the giveaway for the custom pot call for the turkey, uh, the turkey pot call, and the custom grunt tube from uh, good buddy Ernie down in Florida. Um, I don't think he's a Gator or a Cane or a Seminole. I don't know if he even watches college football, but the guy can make one hell of a turkey call. Um, he makes one hell of a grunt call. Does some phenomenal work, custom work. Um, they're gorgeous. I even said in the post, I don't want to give them away just because I want to, <laughs> I want to keep them for myself. Um, and I don't know, maybe I guess I'll, I'll order some a little further down the road, but that is live. I'm going to run it for a week. And on next week's episode, when we, uh, either recap the South Dakota game or we preview the middle Tennessee state game, we'll announce the winner on that. And I'll, uh, I'll reach out to those people. Um, I do want to touch on, I guess, one thing that's very important for us to touch on before we get into the, uh, before we get a little more in depth on the preview is uh, the injury report. Injury report came out for who is questionable and who's out for tomorrow. Out, we have uh, Vincey Polgar, we have Peanut Houston, Michael Cox, and Chad Bailey. We knew uh, Chad Bailey was going to be out for around three weeks, hoping to get him back before the Kansas State game. Literally uh, the day before. We went- Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's what Drinkwitz was saying in that press conference. Um, Michael Cox, I mean, I think he was probably sitting somewhere around four or five on the depth chart. So not a huge deal breaker. I am, I am upset to see, not upset, but kind of disappointed to see Peanut Houston on there. I heard some great things um, coming out of camp about him that he was doing some pretty impressive stuff and catching the eye of a lot of people. We heard he was bad fast, and I would have liked to have seen him yes. punt return a little bit in this game um, for two reasons. One, uh, good team to try out against. Second, I don't want Luther Burden returning punts all season this year. Um, right. If he's going to be as big a part of the offense as we need him to be, we don't need him getting lit up on punt returns. Also, I love Luther to death, but that weird thing he does where he lets it roll and then tries to pick it up. Yeah, we can't We can't have that this Wake year. Wake Forest right that through again? that one. Last year he, did that with like, he did it versus ACU and he scored a touchdown. That's right. He tried to get and he dropped it and it was a turnover and it was a disaster. Yes, yes, and that was a huge momentum change too. So, but we're past that. That was last season, so we're not going to we're not going <laughs> to dwell on, on that. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, and then Benzie Polgar, I know you know he's probably sitting around somewhere second on the depth chart. Um, then. Uh, the only questionable one, so obviously this is good that we're starting out the season on the right foot, is um, the only questionable person is J.C. Carlisle. Um Kind of, you know, again, disappointed to to see that one, but 
you know, this is a game. I'm not trying to discredit South Dakota, but this is a this is a game that you can kind of afford um, to to have him sit out and and let some of those other guys on the depth chart. We're we're fairly deep in the secondary too, so we um, are deep in safety quite a bit. Um, hell, and then Marvin Burke's a true freshman that everyone says can play. So right, maybe give him some snaps in there. I said JC. I want JC healthy for K State. Yeah, you know, I think I really need him charged yeah, up ready to go by then. Yeah, and it's not saying he's out; he's just questionable. So, um, we'll see. It may be game time decision. There's 48 hours between now and then, so um, or just under, I guess. But um, so, yeah, that's your uh, that's your injury report. Um, it's you know, it's a short one, of course, because we're just getting the season started, and that's how you want. Uh, that's how you want to leave camp. Want. Exactly. That's exactly how you want to leave camp. This yeah, year. Bailey is the really the only big knock so far. So. Yeah. And it even sounds like with that one, it's, you know, nothing, nothing too, nothing too terribly crazy. So, um, yeah, I guess I can read some of these points off Tiger Talk tonight. Um, we are recording on a Tuesday. We took a I'm going to go over all of them, but, uh, let's definitely talk about the quarterback one that, uh, Gerard just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Gerard, uh, Hamilton from, I guess, one of the co-writers at, uh, Power Mizzou. So shout out Gabe, shout out to, uh, uh, Gerard Drink said that it won't be in every other play or series for the quarterbacks who play on Thursday. Uh, they'll have their chance or they'll get their chance to have a sustained amount of time. He also hints that it's possible a third quarterback plays. So that will be interesting. Um, if not only we see presumably assumed Brady and, uh, and Sam Horn, but also if, <laughs> if Jake Garcia gets thrown in there, see my boy Dark Horse Jake Garcia. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the case fan club will be happy, happy to hear that one. The uh, the staunch Jake Garcia supporters. Um, yeah, that's you know. I jokingly said the other day on Twitter that I, you know, if we're gonna go back and forth with quarterbacks, let's just do mass chaos, man, and run them, run them out every other play. Obviously, I was joking. If you saw that tweet and thought I was serious, I was not serious. Um, obviously want what's best for the team and want, um, you know, this quarterback situation just to flat out get figured out. Um, you and I kind of speculated, what are you, what are you expecting? You know, we'll both be there. So, uh, I am hoping, hoping for maybe cook gets quarter one and then horn gets quarter two. And then I'm hope I want to say I'm hoping by halftime, me and you were having a conversation by the beer cart, and we're like, "Oh boy, <laughs> this guy really took their took a hold of it." That's who we want to you know start from now on, and then our boys are seeing Lyle will go out there after that and get some playing time. You know, yeah, that's what I'm I hoping like for. To see I would like to see Lyle or I think Jabari he's super Johnson talented. Or... I know he's came from uh, JC, which you know is like not the level of talent, but I think he's got good arm talent. So I'm curious what he would look like out there. Yeah, and his dad actually. We talked about that on a, on an episode a uh, episode a couple couple weeks ago, maybe four or five weeks ago. That um, you know he was obviously it was a while ago, but I yeah yeah we we saw some pretty good highlights coming out of him. Um, no, he was like the Heisman him, so. of of JUCO ball. <laughs> the JUCO Heisman, huh? He's like JUCO that, Heisman. Hey, I'll take it, man. Whatever, whatever kind of you know can. Um, help spice up the competition within the quarterback room. So, no, I agree with you, though. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, one quarter to one quarterback, the second to another, maybe third quarterback they're splitting, you know, get uh, 
two drives apiece. And it just depends, you know, we're not, each quarterback isn't, they may be allocated, you know, two to three different series, whatever they do with that is, you know, obviously going to be part of their resume and part of their test. Um, but it's going to also be up to the defense to, uh, to get them the ball back. So, yeah. Um, and, and <laughs> to make sure that, the, you know, offense can capitalize on when they what have if, the ball. What if we have a problem with defenses? Uh, I mean, we had two, two scores on D for our first game last year. What if yeah. we got a problem where we're not getting the ball back because because uh, <laughs> defense know. is scoring? <laughs> yeah, because like KAD is taken <laughs> to the house. You know what I mean? Yeah, by halftime we have a running clock and we've only seen yeah. like two offensive possessions. I mean, Hopper had a pick six last year. I thought there was a fumble recovery for a, a touchdown as well. Maybe I'm wrong, but what I'm saying is our defense. You know, if they're as good as we think they are, they might be right. a problem in the scoring position as well. Like Blake Baker wants to score. You don't yeah, think Coach no Baker would put points up? Exactly. He wants to <laughs> he wants to help, you know, not pad his guys' stats, but give them the best opportunity. Yeah, man. Like I said, go. Exactly. Especially if it's some of these younger guys that are that are getting reps. You know, if they get if one of these younger guys gets a pick or scoop and score opportunity, that joker's going to the house. Guaranteed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh another thing we need to look at about this game is if you remember so our first game we played at LA Tech, which is a real like team that's yep. not you know what i'm saying uh and we beat them soundly and then we played abilene christian which was our fcs team yep. and we struggled for a while like you remember that game yeah i remember because it was the day of my anniversary and i drug my wife out there and it was like 145 degrees in columbia missouri <laughs> uh and i remember she's like she's like i thought you said this we could leave this game early because we win and i was like yeah we're supposed to be winning by a lot we're, we're not. supposed to be exactly i was like it was supposed to be a blowout so another thing is just let's take care of business of this team. You know, let's not let them hang around. We'll let ACU hang around for a long time last year. Um, yeah. You know, before we went the throttle down. So let's do that. Um, and let's let's see some quarterbacks. I I, I think it's going to happen. But I know there's I've seen this on Twitter already that people are afraid that when Horn gets in, he'll be with the second string. And we want to see Horn with the top guys with, you know, with Luther and the number ones and the number one O-line. And number one backs. So I also I expect that, but I'm hope so that that's what Drink's plan is. Because man, seeing Horn with the second second string isn't going to tell us much. Well, one thing that would be interesting to me is if, <clears throat> say, the first couple series that each of these quarterbacks gets, they, you know, Brady runs with the ones, Sam runs with the twos, and then they swap. You know, you leave the twos out there, the two uh, yeah. skill players. Then you run Brady back out there, right? To 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 run with the to twos. Get a, exactly to get a well to see exactly what they have with who. Exactly, exactly. Make sure like Luther, help. someone's not carrying him. Yes, yeah. Make sure that you. No, know, I love that idea. I don't think Drink will do that, but I love that idea. But maybe we need to put <laughs> I think it's a good idea, in. though. Let me run up to the facility real quick and yeah, write it on the letter and I'll put it on his windshield or something like that. But <laughs> put it on uh, Mercedes. What is um? trying to i guess spur a little bit of conversation here since our typical co-host or yeah co-host i guess skeeter isn't here Skeet, we, I got this. we didn't realize how important you are for just keeping know, the flow skeeter, going you are the glue to uh to the woods water mizzou podcast you are um i got one for you let's see what is aside from the quarterback because that's obviously getting a ton of spotlight what is what is the one main thing that you are wanting to see out of this game it could be turnover free it could be 
having a running back, you know, average four yards a pop. It could be, um, you know, no explosive plays, more than 20 yards. It could be whatever, whatever the case may be. What, what's, what's the, I guess, one or two things that you're looking no, for? No, that's a good question, Cole, because I actually was thinking about that today in my drive, my drive from work. Um, yeah, there's two things. One on each side of the ball. Take quarterback out. There's two things I'm looking at. First thing on defense is I want to see if Blake Baker's defense can make pressure without blitzing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did lose some D-line. DJ Coleman was a stud. Uh, McGuire was a stud. Um, so those are two guys gone now. Can we make pressure without them, you know, constantly there? So I, I want to make sure sh- I want to see how much blitzes Baker runs and how effective a havoc he is without those guys there, without calling blitzes. And then I want to run him back. Yeah. I want to see if one of those guys, because I know Schrader's going to start and mm-hmm. that's fine with me, but I don't think Schrader's going to get the majority of handoffs this season. Yeah. Uh, I think. I see if you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm on the Nate Nate Pete train that he's gonna he's gonna re- redemption arc because I think he's got next level stuff. I do too. I think yeah, I think he's as talented as Tyler Beatty, and that's probably blasphemous, you know, as in Mizzou fandom. But I I just I to him I think it's a confidence issue, and I think the Auburn game really really hurt him like like a like a pro golfer who just has like the yips. That's what I basically think happened to him after that uh that Auburn game. Yeah. So. Um, man, I'm interested to see one of those guys really just starts taking the majority of the handoffs. And hell, I'm interested to see if Roberts or Jones uh, get in that mix as well, because those are two really good young players that are sitting yeah. behind these guys. So um, those two things. I think running back and defensive uh, pressure without the blitz. That's what I'm interested in. Yeah, those are, those are two good ones. I, I do want to see some other guys, um, aside from Schrader and Pete, get some carries. I don't I don't know if we will just because that typically isn't, you know, drinks kind of MO or his, you know, operating order or anything, whatever you want to call it. I just, part of me thinks that, you know, we're going to give a lot of the reps to, you know, the main two guys, just like they're doing a quarterback. Um, Two things that I want to see, they, a lot of these games, you know, championship games are won in the trenches, you know, as a former lineman, we talked to Case Cook last week, you know, former offensive lineman. One of the main things is I do not want to see whoever the quarterback is. I do not want to see them get a sack pressure. Yeah. That's understandable. Um, but a sack against, you know, an FCS opponent should not happen. Um, that'll be the true test of this new offensive line coach. It'll be, they've done a lot of talking about, you know, who's going to be starting where, and then it's been a position battle and guys have been really fighting in the trenches. Um, You know, and this is, this is this offensive line's first opportunity going against somebody who isn't, you know, in a, in a black and gold Jersey, you know, in a black helmet. So there, there ought to be a lot of fire out of these guys to, you know, not allow, a sack. I don't. I don't know what South Dakota's defensive line looks like. They could, you know, have a bunch of, you know, sleeper draft picks in it. Um, but if you're if you're an SEC program, you've hired you know the coaches that you see fit and bringing players in that you see fit to uh, to protect the quarterback. Um, I, I I don't want to see either one of these guys get sacked. So 
Um, cool. No- that's a that's a good that's a good point. And I think uh, what saying that to me on that, if you remember yeah, that ACU game last year against FC the FCS team, uh, there was a play where Connor Tolson. I don't know if he confused or just blown through, but Brady Cook had absolutely smoked for a safety mm-hmm. because we were at our own five yard line and or it was a t- they scored a touchdown. Anyways, the, the, the blitzer went right over Connor Tolson. I don't know if again just went right past him and just blew Cook up, like just smoked him. Right. He throws the ball backwards, touchdown ACU. And I thought, how embarrassing is that versus an FC That's you can't have that. Uh, and I, I had I had fears for the line rest season. I wasn't wrong, but I had fears for a season because you can't be doing that against a team like that. So I think that's a great point you made um, because it's something that stood out negatively negatively for me last time we played our FCS game. Yeah, um, and then number two would kind of be the opposite. Um, that I guess kind of ties into uh, the one that you said. You know, being able to get uh, get pressure on the South Dakota State or South Dakota quarterback without blitzing um however i i want to see this defensive unit this has been the talk of the the talk of the offseason aside from the quarterback that you know this defensive unit is the cats meow and they're bringing back so many different kind of people i want to see at least at least one turnover uh, out of this defensive unit i think that should be very doable um especially with the the caliber of players that they have, you know, from sideline to sideline, uh, that that should be totally attainable. In my personal opinion, um, whether that's in a blitz package or not, I don't, I don't, I really don't care how they get it. I just want to see them force a turnover because then of course that leads to another possession for figuring out this quarterback battle. So everybody kind of wins. Yeah. I think it's a great, it's a great point. I would, yeah, you definitely some turnovers out of these guys. Um, turnovers or at least just a ton of punts. You know what I mean? Let's make let's make sure they don't cross fifty. Right. Don't cross the fifty or you know, no explosive plays. That, that I guess that could be another one that I'd really like to look forward to is yeah. I don't want to see them um, you know, have any of those explosive 15, 20 yard plays to where we're like, what the heck just happened? Because that's kind of you know, it's kind of demoralizing. Um you're like we should be having the vice grips on these guys. Yeah. And here they are, you know, having a couple, you know, 15 yard play. And the next thing you know, it's four yard, four yard. They're looking at, you know, third and I two. And I don't want to see anything like that. Uh, and after three, fourth quarter, when we got freshmen in, I understand things change. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I agree with you. For, through the first three, I don't want to see anything like that. Um, right. So it sounds to me like we want basically the same thing. We want to control this game thoroughly throughout. Yes. You know what I mean? This this should be like that on that when you go against a JV and that scrimmage for like the season starts in high school, right? Yes. So, and I, I mean, I know I, I don't want to get too cocky because you can lose any game, but um, yeah, you're right. Everything it says right. We're an SEC team, and we should handle this. This shouldn't be an issue for us whatsoever. Yeah. Um. One other thing I wanted to. I was just kind of looking through some of the notes that I had, um, from Tiger Talk. <clears throat> This is in reference to J.C. Carlisle's. Um, Drink said that Carlisle is a game-time decision, and if he misses, then uh, Trebez Johnson will start. So um, he also talks about the promise that he sees in Marvin Burks, like you mentioned, and Philip Roach. So um, that'll be interesting. So it seems like yeah. we may get a lot of a lot of different uh, 
playing time, which you want in these kind of games, right? You want to see some of those guys that can play in one of the four games that, and not burn their red shirt, but same same thing that people were hounding for for Sam Horn the whole time, you know, whole whole yeah. last season. So let's hope that um, Drink kind of learned from from that last year, some of the, you know, kind of some of that pressure and that the ones and twos take care of business and we actually get to see some of these younger guys play. You know, this is kind of off topic, but what you said kind of made me think of it. Is burning a red shirt really as big as a deal as it used to be? Because no, I don't. Think players so. can leave whenever they want now. Right. So you might be better off playing them and then just getting whatever you can because they might, they might, you know, wingo us and leave for LSU because their head coach, high school head coach, is like the strength conditioning guy over there. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So I mean. Or uh, Arden Walker. That was one guy that I wanted to see a little bit more out of. And yeah. he, ended up, he ended up transferring to Colorado because yeah, I mean, trying it's to get not some like, playing time. It's not a one-sided coin. We've gained guys through this. Exactly. Way, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it's it's a give and take. But, like, what's the point of keeping these red shirts? You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's say Brady Cook starts all year. Sam Horn, that red shirt last year was worthless because he could leave. You know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> well, if I'm not starting here, I could probably start over there. You know what I mean? Right. You know? So, I yep. mean, what's, I mean, I, yeah, red shirts to me used to be the biggest deal in the world. You know, you'd be worried about these prospects. You got to keep on your team for maybe five years. You don't worry about that anymore. Yeah. It's, no it's, that's not the world we live in. Nope. It, it is, uh, it's definitely not. So, um, well, what else do you want to cover on the game? I mean, I know that's obviously what folks are, are coming to this specific episode for, but since we haven't seen a whole lot, um, we're we're still technically under our first year of uh of running this podcast. So yeah, we've we never done it was, we've never done a season opener before. Was Auburn our first game last year? I wanna say I thought it was after K State, maybe. God, I hope not. You're probably <laughs> right. That'd been a rough week to start a podcast. I know, right? <laughs> but that would that would check out. We'd be like, hey, we just we just got pounded in, in Manhattan, Kansas. You guys want to do a podcast? I remember watching that game sitting in this exact chair in my basement down here, and I just like remember grabbing this controller to the PlayStation and just finding something else to put on. I was like, was, I, I think I started playing the old PS3 game. I was like, any I didn't yeah. care. It was like anything just to get me away from that game. Yeah, no kidding. I wouldn't be surprised. That we'll, we'll have to go back and and oh, listen to our hell. first first episode and see see how far we've come um, well golly i'd hope so you I hope mean, so <laughs> we we've definitely grown as a uh <laughs> as a podcast we've we've yeah, had some... you know and i know we we joke about this every now and then because we got hated on by uh some my local radio people here but like this podcast is cool like and i hope our <laughs> listeners think it's cool that we get some cool guests yeah like Case Cook coming on, I think that's a cool. Noah Carter and his dad have been absolutely amazing. Um, I mean, we just have had so many cool guests come on here, and I mean, for you and me, that's just even if this thing never takes off, it's cool that we've just gotten to do that. Exactly. You know what I mean? We've built relationships through this, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm hoping to. Uh, I would also like for the. I'm, I'm glad you kind of brought that up on on us being. You know, just having fun and getting to meet people. Um, if you're going to be at the game, tweet at us. Let us know. Skeeter Skeeter runs a Twitter for the most part. Um, 
And yeah. Uh, let us know. If you're going to let us know or be, at, be there, let us know and we'll, uh, you know, link up. I'd like to get a big, you know, big group picture with everybody there that, you know, either listen Definitely. to the podcast or. DM me, DM Cole. We'll talk, and when we try to meet up a little bit at the game, because we—I mean, if it goes the way we should, we should be able to have time to hang out a little bit and not be glued to our seats in the game. Yeah. Um, Tailgating-wise, man, I'll be honest, guys. I uh, been on Thursday, been the last day of the month, and I'm a salesman. It just—it's rough for me to get out early, so I'm probably not going to get there right around kickoff. But Middle Tennessee, and we'll talk about this more next week. Uh, I would love to see you guys at tailgate. If anyone listens and wants to. You know, have a few beers, have a broad or something before the game. Yeah. So I'll give you all the deets on that. Um, the legendary Brett Sarver, it's his actual, it's his tailgate. Uh, he just, that's how I became friends with him. It was this game last year. I needed to play his tailgate and he was like, come hit me up. And we've become, we've been really good buddies ever since then. But um, same thing. I'll, I'll get the spot. I'll post it on my Twitter, have Skeeter retweeted on the main and build Instagram, whatever you want. Yeah. But I would love to see you guys out there have a beer or a soda, whatever your beverage of choice is with you. Water. Two water. Bottle of water. Two uh, bottle of water. Lowered prices on, on, on water. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm so excited, man. Like this is my favorite time of the year. I was just telling somebody the other day that the burr months are my favorite months of the year. And even though our games oh. are gonna be playing in August, but you know, September, October, November, December, those are those are my favorite months and- of the year. So 16 days after opening a football, we can start shooting our bows at deer. Yeah. I can start killing deer legally. Yeah. So the day before the K state game, we got time on this podcast. Let's talk about hunting. Um, <laughs> if you don't want to listen to hunting, we'll see you at the ball game. <laughs> <laughs> we might loop back around. Who knows? Um, Skeeter's right. not, Skeeter's not here. There's no rules. I'll do what mm-hmm. I want. <laughs> that's right he gave us the keys to the car We're yeah going for a he ride, gave me the baby. keys to the car i'll talk about what i want when i want <laughs> um no uh the day before the k-state game is opening deer season yeah so let's just there there's some chances that we or our listeners could be pulling in some photos of some down velvet bucks could be as going into k-state that's that seems like good good juju to me so if you get that if i get that if you get that Let's uh put that post that up. Let's Oh, for it. sure. And I was actually listening to a podcast today, the uh Foundations podcast and I don't know, call me crazy, but I know that I'm not going out of state this year. Um and in the state of Missouri, of course, if you shoot one, you shoot a buck that is and you you know, you put your tag on a legal buck opening day. You can't hunt again until rifle season that second i take the back you can't hunt bucks again legally until rifle season oh you gotta you know you hunt the freezer queens which we are all about hunting the freezer queens on this podcast we're freezer queens um but i don't know there's something with me personally i've always had my success late october early november matter of fact back-to-back years i've killed on november 2nd um my me personally i like going into bow season like okay i'm gonna fill the freezer i'm gonna get a couple does and then i'm gonna you know start while i'm hunting these does i'm learning my properties whether it's a new property or one that i've hunted for a couple years learning something more about it learning how the deer this year are using it and while i'm at it okay yeah if a buck comes by and he's you know a good one then hey we're gonna 
Put it this way, I'm not hunting one specific buck this year. No, so I, at I, least that I haven't found yet. I'll be honest. Um with me and you talk about this and uh I think next year we are gonna do more of my property about trying to keep some more habitat on there. But uh comers and goers are kind of the name of my property. And um no, I'm I'm getting out there September fifteenth and it's gonna be a dry it's most it's gonna be a dry run with the bow in my hand. I, yeah. with the, I can legally pull back now. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, but no, yeah, you go out there and if, and if, if a buck comes through there with, you know, velvet or whatever on there, I'm, I'm take, I'm throwing fling an arrow An arrow's getting flung. That's right. But, we're uh, <laughs> we're sort of sending it, but no, it's, uh, I'm just happy that that's when I start getting out there again. But, um, you brought something up a minute ago. I thought was interesting. I think, I don't know if it's, you want to talk about weather change, climate change, whatever, in my opinion, October is the new November because I have been seeing movement like we saw when we were kids de- rifle hunting on youth season, not youth, like actual season. Yeah. In middle October. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't know if that's pre rut. I don't know if that's, uh, you know, Bucks making the, uh, I guess their official shift and their fall yeah. pattern and, you know, kind of taking up a fall range. Um, I definitely know what you mean, and I've seen it, you know, historically on cameras. I've seen it on, you know, time on stand. Um, one thing I do in October is I try not to burn out any of my really good spots until I know that, you know, there's a really good chance. Um, and I've said it on this podcast, too, that I, I try and hunt the does a lot. And where, you know, the does are, then at some point the bucks are going to be there, too. And in my opinion, if you can, if you can get past five or six does in a field, drawn on one of them and harvesting them without them detecting where you're at and, you know, making a good, clean, ethical kill, then it makes you a better hunter, in my opinion. Um, but Much October, I, I would agree with you that, you know, especially late October, that week, that, you know, any kind of well-timed cold fronts, um, I do want to talk to you actually about something. I meant to text you about this the other day. I use this uh, as I was listening to it on another another podcast. I think it was a Wired to Hunt podcast. Um, guy was talking about the X factor, and I'm thinking, okay, like this is some kind of cliche, you know, whatever kind of opinionated thing. I was like, okay, I guess I'll hear him out. But the guy that was talking about it was talking about it in the sense of weather and, and change in barometric pressure. So as you know, of course, when cold fronts roll in in the fall, they're typically associated with high pressure, right? So you have rising pressure, the temperature is falling. So when he's looking at um, the specific weather website called Wonderground, that's actually one that I've been using for a few years, you can see the trend, right? So you can see the trend in the temperature going down and the barometric pressure going up, right? Well, where that meets, he calls the X factor. Um, so I'll be interested that, you know, that's one thing I'm always paying attention to in the woods is watching the barometric pressure on the rise and then also watching those temperatures too, and trying to, you know, strike when the time is right, even if there's not a specific buck that I'm hunting. Yeah. Um, but that's one thing that I do want to try to do this year is kind of pay a little bit more attention to what, you know, what these weather patterns are doing to deer. And then I'm also going to carry a notebook in my truck, and I'm going to keep a pretty detailed journal of every hunt after I. That's smart. After I get back, good so. idea. 
Cole, that's interesting. And what I, I would say if, if you know, you guys follow him, um, if you go back to our early episodes, uh, Cole picked out a weekend. I remember we're doing a Wednesday episode on a Tuesday and he goes, watch out guys. It's going to be a really good weekend. And, um, I took it to heart because, you know, I was like, oh, Mick, Cole knows what he's talking about. And I sat in the stand that Friday, uh, Friday afternoon, uh, and then most of the day Saturday and Sunday morning. And, um, yeah, you'd done the same thing. You looked up, you know, patterns. You thought it'd be a lot of movement. And you were right. It was it was a ton of movement that weekend, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was just, I was impressed. I was super impressed because you called it. You called it you, to a T. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, dude, I I've been kind of playing with this well because once I I saw you say that and I put it together, I was like, wow, he's on to something here. So I'm playing with that as well. But um, no, uh, definitely definitely tweet that stuff out so people. <laughs> well, they got because I think you might one of the better follows on that one. You called yeah. it last year; it was crazy. Yeah, they gotta they gotta listen to the podcast and and get it. And then exactly. we had twelve listeners, so all twelve listeners right. were like, oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, the uh the faithful twelve, the the twelve disciples yeah. of the Mazodcast were were following or Mazodcast, Woodswater Mazoo podcast were Not following us. us. <laughs> um maybe they were one of them though, Brendan and those guys. They're no, man, guys. I'm just I'm excited. We're rambling at this point, but um I'm just excited to to get back to get back to Faroe, make that long, grueling walk up Providence and uh <laughs> You know, after parking and almost getting hit on the shoulder a couple of times, but you still park on the shoulder? Heck yeah, man! I park you? on Providence, and oh, yeah, I park. I haven't on Providence done this since to... I was a college kid. Yeah, well, I park in the VA, or or I got I got a lot of X tag now. Yeah, sometimes I'll sometimes I'll ride either with my brother in law and and sister, and we'll park at Taps or do the VA thing, and maybe I'll do the VA thing this year. But I feel like it fills up so quickly that. If well, I mean, I always get there in time. The problem is they don't do it on like Thursdays. They don't do it on right. like so the Black Friday game or this game that you can't use it. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt. It is. It is indeed. But man, it's here. We've been talking about it for months. It's finally here. You got anything other outdoor related things before we? Oh man, I could ramble outdoors all day, but I don't know if he wants to hear it. Um. No, I don't know. Um, check your trail cams. We're getting into it. Yeah. 15th's coming up. Get out there early. See what it looks like. Don't burn your spot up, though. What else? I don't know. And it's just, if anyone out there dogs. is hunting, send us pictures, man. I mean, I don't. I would love to see our listeners anything. Fish. Like, that video that Cole made on Instagram was so cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, like, I, I want to see that. more stuff. We, wanna, we really want to. I mean, I know it's we are a niche podcast, but I think what we do is really cool, and I would love to incorporate our listeners, you know, and their outdoor stuff as much as possible. So, you know, yeah. send that in. We want we want to put you guys out. Exactly. You know, I'll repost show you guys it. Off. And, yeah. And and show off your uh, show off your trophy, show off your critters. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking my daughter uh, dove hunting at some point. She's pretty she's pretty revved up about going. So. She asked cool. me the other day, she said, Daddy, can I wear a dress to go dove hunt? I'm like, honey, I don't care. I don't care what you wear. But we're going. So we're going. <laughs> we're going dove hunt. So yeah, she's pretty she's pretty psyched about that. Um, I'll definitely be taking her, you know, to go to go deer hunting this year. I gotta get a couple more stands hung, but 
Yeah, I did too. Now football season's here, so I don't know when I'm going to do that. Dude, this is the grind. No, for real talk, <laughs> though, this is a good topic. That, this is the grind. Is I'm, I have to look at my phone, and I have to put in, all right, all right it's a, that's an away game. I can be out that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. Like, you look at October, though. You guys want to circle some dates. 13th to the 15th. That's a good weekend. We're at Kentucky. Uh, we got homecoming. Then we have we have the whole week off on the, between the 27th to the 29th. There's no game at all. Yeah. And that's youth season, right? As well. I think so. But that's probably going to be a really good weekend. So I'll be out yeah. there on the boat. Yeah, it's sure usually right around Halloween. So yeah. Yeah. So, nope. It times up well. I'm not, I might not go to the game in St. Louis because I'm going to try and hunt that weekend as well. Oh, don't tell Maggie that. Well, I, I told her already. <laughs> well, she she be, didn't much care for that. <laughs> she'd be mad at you. Like, sorry, Maggie, we got deer to kill. Right. We got deer. All right, right Cole. Do you want to wrap this one up? Yeah, that's it. Um, Skeeter, we miss you. Drink some PD Light, some Gatorade, take an Epsom salt bath. Hopefully, by the time you're you better, listen brother. to this, you're doing, you're doing better. So, yep. Um, yeah, send us your pictures. Oh, tag us in your pictures. What's up? We never once mentioned the home field thing. We can, uh, put it, we can put it in the beginning. We'll put it in the beginning. We'll, 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 the magic of a podcast. We'll figure it out. All right. Um, yeah. Send us pictures. Send us pictures of the game. Come meet us. Give us give us a shout out if you go to the game. Yeah. Let us know. We'll link we'll up. and uh, I won't buy it for you, but I'll drink it with you. That's right. Well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go broke. one for one. <laughs> I just had, I just replaced the AC and my car broke down last week. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm broke. You've been anywho. Struggling. How does Skeeter in this? I forgot. Uh, what does he say? Oh yeah, he says uh, he says M I Z. Case Cole and Skeeter. This is Woods Water Mizzou. M I Z Z O U. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> we'll South see Dakota. you guys. Go Tigers. <laughs>